What's going on, everybody? This is a very rudely interrupted segment of Party Nerds News because today, Ant-Man 3 trailer, Quantumania, has just dropped. And fortunately for us comic book nerds, this is like the Shangri-La moment. I mean, God damn, Superman's coming back. Uh, Black Adam just hit, hit uh, movie theaters last week. But today, we are talking about Ant-Man 3 because it is the introduction of the big bad in this whole series of phases that are going to be following us for the next few years in phase, phase five and six, and that's Kang the Conqueror. So the last time that we saw him, no, we did not see Kang. We saw He Who Remains. So this is entirely the first appearance of Kang the Conqueror. So I am joined here by my boy, Jorge Vergara. Hey, what's up, man? We have a lot to discuss about this especially trailer. Look. Like I said, it's a, it is a great day to be a comic book nerd. That's <laughs> it's, right, it's, man. It's a, it's a <laughs> great day. Yeah. It's a great day. So the first reactions from this trailer are amazing. I mean, goddamn, I didn't know Peyton Reed, the director of this movie, and the director of the past few Ant-Mans could do shit like this. But this looks dope. Like, on a cosmic level, this is what I've always wanted. So when we're looking at the cusp of this, we have to kind of like go back a little bit to see exactly how we've gotten to this point uh so if we remember from uh avengers endgame and basically we, we, we can we could start right here from um where the van lewis's van which is which has been a catalyst for a lot of shit that's right. Lewis is, you know what i'm saying look the van is a perfect perfect piece and this group that, of bandits uh, my god Look, the time heist of all time heist, but the van that basically brought everybody to the quantum realm in the first place in order to start the time heist, brought everybody to the quantum realm where we knew that five minutes in regular Earth was pretty much like a slow, uh, a slow down and elongated timeline for a lot of other people. So, so Scott being trapped in the quantum realm and understanding how time constructs itself throughout that place and no he's not the smartest person in the world but it's kind of like dumbed down to the point where he can figure it out so we're looking at it from that aspect if you remember from uh there was a lot of youtube videos about it everybody was trying to discuss that when the the rescue of janet van dyne and um and um damn hank pym uh getting out of the van for the very first time after everybody got snapped Everybody was kind of like pointing to the city that was like off in off on the edge of the, the map before they got snatched up. It was like there was a city inside of the quantum realm and nobody knew what that was. Everybody was kind of like alluding to the micronauts and the microverse like that, like basically the quantum realm is here and the microverse is going to be over there. But necessarily because of their joint agreement with Hasbro. I wouldn't necessarily suspect that the micronauts would even make some type of uh type of appearance Wait, there's a well no I, I i would think there would it would be like a, a money issue you know if, if hasbro is is holding joint ownership of the micronauts and yeah they are a marvel property oh then, they bought oh they bought they bought it back when marvel was broke right I, it, look it, like i said they got rid of tons of entities you know yes. being like hulk going to universal and spider-man going to sony you know micronauts was always with Hasbro. They sold the toys. Those the old Micronauts toys from the 80s. That 
that was their thing, but they were still a Marvel property. They would still do the comics and everything like that. So people had this, had this theory that that was it. But more so, I think because of this trailer, what we basically saw for the first time and what we're going to see in this movie is Chronopolis, which is the city headquarters of Kang the Conqueror. Wow. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it, the way it's described. And no, I had to go back to like the Avengers Annual Volume 1 from like 1992. And it's located on the outskirts of Timeless Limbo with access points to all time eras that Kang has conquered himself. So Kang, Kang's Citadel is in there. It's basically, it's harboring up every, every timeline that he's conquered. He pretty much traps it and makes it an easy access point to where he can get to it. And then he provides connectivity to all the timelines that he's taken over himself. Oh, all, within, all within this bubble. Wow. It's like, so, uh, like... You, you like uh, save save your game and you load your game, you know? <laughs> we last it, left off. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's like a video game. Like, yeah. I conquer it. I save it. This is my access point. I put uh, I put my memory card in. <laughs> it's already set for me. You know so what i the last time you played video games, the memory card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry about that. I haven't played video games in a very long time. <laughs> but, but it's described. Uh, Kang Citadel is there, of course. Um, for anybody who knows that from the comics, each block goes on to the ends of the earth itself and the time period, time period that it defines. So let's go back to uh, Ant-Man 1 when Scott figured out how to uh, basically like discharge the clip and basically get smaller and smaller and smaller. It may have looked like, like he was getting smaller, like, you know, but he was going into different realms that lo that were located on Earth to the mm -hmm. point where he had no idea where he was. This was his first experimentation with it, all within the climax of Ant-Man 1. So he, he's, he knows what this place is. Remember, he tried his damnedest to, to try and uh, speak to it and tell everybody exactly what it was in Endgame, and everybody thought he was a fucking nutcase. But there's a portion in time, and I remember Hank telling him uh, about the quantum realm that, you know, you could get stuck just like Janet, you know, if you don't find your way out. Chronopolis also has those same type of, you know, constructions. There's hidden portals that if you don't know where they are, you could just be stuck on like a block in Chronopolis and wander there forever. Wow. Boy, so is there, all right. You said that uh, to get to the quantum realm, you just have to get smaller and smaller, but there's no actual gateway to get in there. Basically, you just have to get really small and you end up in some form of quantum realm, right? Yeah, because uh, if you remember like those nature shows, like they'll show like the, the DNA of a leaf mm -hmm. and, and, and it's it, like they'll they'll go through like microscopic levels. You could see the leaf and you know of its genetic makeup and its formation. And then the smaller and smaller and smaller that you look into it, the, the microscope gets deeper into the leaf. You can actually see like the veins plumping it, um, pumping in it with chlorophyll or whatever it's, its definition is. So it's kind of like that type of aspect, but only this is, this realm is basically living right here on earth. So it's like Kang now has like these access points to where he could just literally 
walk in and walk out. Okay. You know? Makes sense. Yeah. And then you, people, of course, will then start to ask, okay, they'll have the questions be like, okay, Janet's not telling us exactly uh, what, what she knows because she's been in there for a very long time. If she was in there from the 1960s, from, um, what was it, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they found out that she was gone, or was it the first yeah. one? Um, I thought it was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, it might have been Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah. but if, if that was the 1960s, and she didn't pop out until 2020, or whatever, 2018, 2019, or whatever it is, she was in there for a very, very long period of time. Now, in hindsight, our timeline would have been like, okay, that was like 60 years. And probably to someone like Janet in the quantum realm, she was probably there for close to 200 years, maybe Man. three. Four. The thing is, she more than likely knows exactly who that who he is and what type of person he is and the timelines that he's conquered. And it, you see, like, in those segments in the trailer, she's putting her hood up. She doesn't want people to know who she is. So is it, like, going to come to pass that she was married to Kang at some point? That's what I'm thinking. I'm sure they... <laughs> He was like, oh, that's my ex-wife walking around here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it might be one of those type of things to where, it's like, she understands who that person is. She's been in there long enough. She might have just gave in, gave up, started to live her life. And then there's this Bill Murray character, which is like a secret character that's, uh, that's essentially going to be a villain in this story, too. Who is and, he? The, the, that's, but see, that's the thing. We talked, we just basically brought up this uh, this whole thing to where um, the Micronauts are not like basically a part of this, but but in essentially, like, could he be the leader of the Micronauts and understand the microverse? And it, maybe there's a way to get even smaller to get out. You know, like if, if, if he's like a key or a gatekeeper or anything like that to get out, maybe oh, that, that's what it is. I hope he's not like a goddamn bone collector. Like in the Guardians, uh, nah, I don't, I, I don't think that. But eh, eh, the elders of the universe uh, tend to run a little bit amok amongst yeah. themselves. The Collector is only one of them. There's tons. There's a slew of them. There's Champion. There's the Garden Gardener. There's the Collector. You know, there's there's tons. But essentially, like it, it's 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 crazy. Ant Man has a trilogy before a lot of other. Big time comic book characters. And the fact like, that you said, um, even though Ant-Man, you consider him street level or is he cosmic now? I think Hank Pym was like one of the smartest, smartest characters in, Mar in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Scott Lang is a mere thief. You know what I'm saying? And he's basically got the, the fucking um, like, like basically time heist comic uh, cosmic conquest for dummies. And that's where we're going with with Ant-Man 3. There's there's sequences in this movie where Scott looks like he got his ass beat the fuck down. Mm -hmm. But essentially in this in this movie, you know, you got Hank Pym, you got Janet Dine, you got Hope Van Dine, you got Scott, but yet you have Cassie. So yes. there, here we go with another young Avenger, you know, like starting up the chain and seeing exactly what's going on with because these are these seem to be the pieces. And if we remember. From the end of the Loki series, there was the point where Kang said, you know, I can't do this anymore. This this game is for the young. You know, so like we get keep getting introduced to all these characters. And of course, they are the young Avengers. Mm -hmm. And what exactly did he who remains mean by that? And, at the, and essentially, 
Kang has always said in the comics that he always has time. He's he's a very patient person, although he's this this cosmic entity. But he's a mere man, you know. But essentially, you're looking at it from the time frame of did he just wait for he who remains to pass on from this earth because maybe it was the only person that could defeat him, or was it that he was trapped? Maybe he who remains was uh, the only key to the timeline that broke, that basically enabled Chronopolis to open up and for Kang to basically start conquering timelines all over again. Mm. So, so like, it's like, if you look at it, it Kang's like first conversation with Ant-Man where he's basically where Ant-Man's telling him, hey, I'm, a Ven- I'm an Avenger. And he was like, did I kill you before? <laughs> you know, so like, so first off, like that's got to be like instant confusion. He was like, yeah. well, "What the fuck does this guy mean?" You know, and this is where I think the multiverse, of course, comes at play, to where you have somebody who has already killed a ton of Avengers. He already knows about them. He knows about their variants. The TVA is now in his control, so it's like I can fuck with timelines as much as I want. You, it was like you do realize I can go to the point before you, um, your mother and your father even met, and I could fuck that up, and you cannot even be here. Wow. You know, like, he has that type of ability. And, you know, I, I remember him being viewed as, like, this uh, quirky, uh, weird, like, type of character in, like, the early comics. They didn't make him more serious until, like, the 90s. And they started to give him a little bit of depth and a lot more origin. So a place like Chronopolis being harbored in the quantum realm is just going to be like cool as fuck. But the thing is, the whole point of Ant Man 3 is that Kang has to be like let loose like a dog. You know, like if he's the next big bad, like remember, we were just talking about the last video that we did, how we had this 10 year lead up to Thanos. Yep. And that you only saw peekaboo instances of him throughout like all these movies. I think with Ant-Man 3, it's like the first time that, yeah, we see Kang for the first time. And he has a face-to-face with an Avenger very early in the phases. Mm -hmm. And then yet you're going to have him pretty much reveal himself to a lot of other characters throughout the timeline, regardless of who they are, because he's killed Avengers before. He's done this shit. You know, he's, he's been to other timelines. When we see Multiverse of Madness, where they were going through uh realms america chavez had the ability to basically do interdimensional traveling yep so like there's other realms out there there's other avengers in every single realm the illuminati might be here the x-men might be here you know there's mutants over here he knows about everything so like that that's the thing the the one connectivity point that had to show up in all these movies was him because you're like okay uh that you know the doctor strange of this earth and the doctor strange of that earth there you have the illuminati here so that means that mutants do exist but we also got our first introduction to mutants and like the miss marvel series because miss marvel's now a mutant and pretty much a professor xavier was revealed in in another timeline so the thing is like the x-men might be a whole different team when they're introduced but kang knows about all of it so it's it's so when we get to like the Avengers, uh, Secret Wars, Kang Dynasty, Multiversal Saga, all that stuff. It's 
he's pulling the strings all along he's pulling all the strings yeah so how do you then how the hell do you defeat him <laughs> that's the thing you know this might be like i i believe that marvel has tried to reveal itself in figuring out ways to introduce a lot more cosmic entities cosmic beings so on and so forth if if somebody is trying to disrupt and conquer timelines, whether they're primitive or more advanced, maybe the foothold in all this, because I think in the Thor Love and Thunder series, we got introduced to eternity. So like uh, you had the ability to have a wish granted to you for the very first time from this cosmic entity. There's always somebody that's above all of it. If you know, like an entity that's above all of it, you know, the one above all, the beyonder, uh you know like uh chaos you know mm -hmm. the in-betweener like the, all these cosmic entities in the marvel universe they've not really mentioned the ways and the means to introduce them in some way because they felt like it was too op and it was like if this person could snap their fingers and change everything that'd be a stupid stupid movie what about know? the eternals the celestials what was what that, that's the thing you know, so, so we have a very OP crew. And the thing is, there's way more Eternals out there than what we saw on screen. Uh, now they have the introduction of uh, Thanos' brother, Eros, Star Fox. Mm -hmm. So if the Eternals are now a pivotal point in this and the Celestials are now at play because they are the creators of the universe, yep. this person just manipulates timelines. We have an interdimensional battle happening here. You know, Secret Wars might be more so about Kang than it is about the scrolls and the Kree, like it was in the comics. So how long till we see Galactus? We're heading there, right? <laughs> well, 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 that's the thing. Like it was, now we we have this rumor of a, another special presentation done by Marvel because they feel as though they want to do these one shots now. And Why, if, though? Uh, I mean, I mean, Werewolf by Night, that was so beautifully made man i was ready for a season two until, or i mean episode two until you told me oh these are just one-offs like what yeah just one shots so it's like oh now we have to play with the point to where okay if if foggy's looking at the disney plus shows and, and he's figuring out a way to be like okay i don't need any of these filler shows because it's not really going to build up any type of content for us going forth if we're if we can just basically display everything in one hit, like they were talking about Nova being a one shot as well. And the thing is, I kind of agree with that. Why? If it's like an hour long one shot. Okay. Because the one thing that they never showed going from Infinity War to Endgame was the destruction of Xandar. And if there was one per portion of Nova left, so um, what happens with the Nova Corps is that when one dies, everybody gets a little bit stronger until it, until the last remaining uh, portion of the Nova Corps. Like in the comics, it was Roman Die, which was, uh, I think he was uh, played by John C. Riley in yes. the first Guardians movie. Yeah. So that character has like the Green Lantern moment where it goes to Earth and basically passes on the helmet to an uh, unsuspecting uh, human being. And then that person becomes Nova. The first one being... Richard Ryder, then in Sam Alexander, those those type of things. But, you know, like, I agree with that. If they tell that specific story, the destruction of Xandar and how Nova basically 
how it gets passed to him. All they got to do is end credits with the helmet being passed to the person that's going to be Nova. Done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't got to do nothing else. That's that's your one shot. That's right. But now they're talking about Silver Surfer being a one shot as well, which I think, I don't, like, I was like, okay, but yeah, but how do you do it? <laughs> and where do you, where, what timeline, or is this going to be like yeah. in the distant future, distant time? Yeah, because he's a cosmic being. But yeah. the thing is, before that, he was a, uh, well, you can't really call him a, a humanoid alien, nor, nor in red. Uh, his planet was about to get destroyed by Galactus, and he volunteered to be his herald, or better yet, if you want to call it that, his slave. Mm-hmm. And he became the messenger for Galactus going forth. So it's like, that could be the storyline for Silver Surfer. They just might do origins. That's, I mean, I agree with the origin one-offs. That's perfect. Yeah, it might just be origins. Yeah, Straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the origin, done. Here's the origin for Nova, done. And then throw them into a, a secret war or, or yeah. another. <laughs> yeah, because if, if, if you do these one-shots, that means they exist in the MCU, yep. which means they could pop up in any of these movies. Or shows. Save, or shows. To yeah. save them. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm totally... Totally excited for Ant Man three. Yeah, me too, man. I, I hope the guy I comes hope. back. Uh, what's his friend? The one that the storyteller, Lewis. Yes, Lewis is amazing. <laughs> he's he's a stable man. He's definitely got to be in, in the third one. Yeah, yeah. He has to be the narrator for like he could be the narrator for Phase five and Phase six. I wouldn't yeah. even be mad at that. Like he could tell the stories from space. Like yeah. he could tell all that. You know what I'm saying? That'd be that'd be amazing. That's right. But but yo. This is definitely looking forward to Ant-Man 3. So this is James Grandmaster Vax Boys, Jorge Vergara for the Party Nerds. Here we go. Out.